You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Rice Paddock. Today is Monday, June 28th. The Rangers are 30 and 48 after sweeping the Kansas City Royals. Lots of stuff happened this weekend. Joey Gallo found his groove. Willie Calhoun cannot catch a freaking break. And Adoles Garcia is an AL All-Star finalist. But first, I want to talk to you guys real quick about Locked On MLB Prospects. If you're a type of baseball, baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the perfect podcast for you. Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aaron Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's start with, let's just get the sad news out of the way. Let's just go ahead and just rip the Band-Aid off. Willie Calhoun has suffered a broken arm, um, forearm after being hit in the pitch this weekend. Um, he missed most of last season after a broken jaw was hit in the face by spring, by a pitch in spring training. And he just continues to not be able to catch a break. He broke his left forearm on a pitch by Chris Bubich in the second inning. Um, this is just, it's just incredibly sad. Uh, the Rangers are unsure of how long he'll be out until they learn the extent of the injury. Um, he only played 29 games last season because of multiple injuries. The worst was a broken jaw. Um, but uh, this is what Joey had to say on um, on Willie missing time with this. He said, we obviously care about Willie a lot. He's had some really bad luck. Um, and he really has. Like It's just been really rough for Willie. He hasn't been having a super great season. He started off really hot. Um, he missed a little bit of time um, to start the season. But he's been making up for it um, as of late. He's only played in 59 games so far, 226 plate appearances. He's hitting 254 on base of 323, slugging 385. There's no BS just over 700. The power hasn't quite been there as much as it was early on. He only has five home runs this season. But he does have two triples, which is tied, or, uh, yeah, tied for the league or the team lead, I should say, with Nick Solak, IKF and Adolis Garcia. Um, so that's kind of a fun little aside there. Um, his strikeout rate has been pretty good. He's only struck out 27 times. He's walked 19. Um, you like to see the on-base be a little bit higher. He's struggled a little bit in the last month or so. Um, but, man, this is just some just really crap luck for a guy who's had really crap luck for a long time. Baseball is not a fair sport. Injuries are never fair no matter when they happen. And it feels like the hit-by-pitch – broken bone is like just the most bad luck thing to happen. The most bad luck time injury. There's a lot of weird baseball injuries, but this one is just completely avoidable. If the pitcher can just stay in the freaking zone or just not hit people, it's just really frustrating. I know it wasn't intentional. He wasn't trying to hurt Willie. Nobody's usually trying to hurt anybody else, but it just sucks. Willie's missed time with injuries. Basically every season he's been in the big leagues, This it's always felt like, all right, this is the year for Willie. All right, this is the year for Willie. He's a guy who you love to root for, who has worked so hard to get here and who has so much potential still. He's still very young. He's still only 26 years old. Um, and it feels like he's been around for a while because he has. But every time he almost gets his break, Willie just has the worst freaking luck in the world. And it sucks. And it's disappointing. And... It, it just sucks. That's it. That's all there is to it. I hope this doesn't make him miss too much time. I hope he can get well soon and get back to absolutely raking, which is what he does, which is what the Rangers wanted when they traded for him. And it's what he has been his best asset. And he has not never really gotten a full season to be healthy and show that he can be that offensive force that 
I think we all know he has the potential to be. And some guys, their career just goes like this and it just, it sucks. And I hope that this isn't some just death nail in his career with the Rangers here. I don't think it is, but it just, it feels eerie. It feels bad. And it's just another random fluke thing to go wrong for Willie Calhoun. People stop hitting Willie with pitches. Stop it. Just stop it. Okay. It's not okay. Be more careful when you're pitching to Willie. He is precious cargo and hurting him is not okay. I just, I can't stand that this happened to him. Literally almost anybody else, but it happened to anybody else, but Willie, it's not fair. Life isn't fair. Injuries aren't fair. And baseball a lot of times is not fair either. Now, Let's look at some actual goodness, good news. Adolis Garcia has been named a finalist for the AL All-Star team. He is one of nine finalists in the outfield. So voting for that starts today for the finalist. Adolis Garcia can get your votes. He is the only Ranger who is a finalist. Isaiah Kinerflefa did not finish in the, I believe he finished 11th or 10th in the final voting for, um, or the preliminary voting, I should say, because he is not in the final vote which is a travesty and an embarrassment and a huge indictment on fan voting. I already talked about how wrong fans can get it a lot of times in all-star games. I mean, it's not just baseball. I mean, Kobe Bryant got voted to an all-star game in a year where he barely played at all. It happens all the time, I'm sure, in the Pro Bowl. Not that anybody cares about the Pro Bowl, but I feel like the, the MLB all-star game is the game the all-star game that people care about the most, mostly because it's got the home run derby and it's just kind of fun and silly and there's no other sports going on. So like you might as well care about it, but I just feel like there could be a little bit better system than just fan voting implemented. But now that baseball would improve the system, they'd probably find some way to make it even worse somehow. I don't know. I have no confidence in Bud Selig or excuse me, Rob Manfred. I have no confidence in either of those guys doing anything right, but especially not in Rob Manfred doing things right. Um, but the biggest story of this weekend is the Rangers got a sweep. It's their first sweep since they swept the Astros back in May. It's been a while. It's only their second sweep of the season, so only the second time I've had the opportunity to use the Adrian Beltre using the broom on the mound GIF. But I'm going to talk a little bit more about that and about Joey Gallo finding his groove again right after this word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Wild Alaskan Company. We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination. And every month, there are different specials to explore. Wild Alaskan Company's seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified. It contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership at any time. They offer 100% satisfaction, guarantee, or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. 
Now, the most positive development of this weekend, besides the Rangers just having a sweep and having some win and having some fun, you know, I, I know this is a rebuilding team and Team Tank says mathematically losing the most games, getting a number one pick is the best overall thing. But, you know, baseball's not always like that. Sometimes the best player gets picked number two or number five or number 379. You know, it's not always like that. And the Rangers are probably going to end up with a top top five pick. And they're probably not going to beat out the Diamondbacks for the number one pick. So, like, just the occasional sweep won't hurt you in Team Tank. Plus, if you're actually watching all these games or you're covering these games like me, just maybe maybe for me specifically and for all of y'all, just the occasional fun little sweep against a team that's also a little trash and, you know, just having some nice moments throughout the season will keep you from absolutely hating the sport of baseball. So this is a good thing. I know mathematically it might not seem like it, but the best thing from this weekend is Joseph Nicholas Gallo absolutely tanking a pair of home runs on Saturday, also lighting one up uh, on Sunday, three home runs in three games this weekend, um, and he absolutely looks like himself again. In the last seven games, this man has absolutely gone ham. He's hitting 273 on base of 448, slugging 818. Yeah, that's right, 818. He is six for 22, and four of those six are home runs. Seven walks and nine strikeouts. The man has been on a freaking mission. Now you say seven games. That's a week. Okay, small sample size. All right, yeah, I, I hear your point. That's a, that's a valid point. That's just 22 at-bats. Let's go last 15 games. That's 50 at-bats. In that time, he is hitting 280. Yeah, batting average of 280 for Joseph Nicholas Gallo in a 15-game stretch. And on base of 446, that's just two points lower than it has been in the last seven games. And slugging 600. He's got five home runs in that time span, 15 walks to 17 strikeouts. Okay, well, that's that's just two weeks. So, I mean, he, he's not really back on tracks. He's just, it's just one one weekend inflate the numbers. All right, I hear you. Fifteen games, fifty at bat. That's that's still a small sample size. Let's look at the last thirty. That's ninety-five at bats. That's a significant enough stretch that we can say, all right, this makes a little bit of sense. In that time, Mister Joey Gallo has nine home runs, thirty-one walks to thirty-two strikeouts. Just real close to edging that out. So close to that, Joey. He's hitting 242 with an on base of 429 and slugging 558. There's an OPS over 950, if my math is right, which I'm 99% sure it is. I think it's around 975, which is really dang good. Over 95 at bats, 30 games. That's a significant sample size. Joey Gallo is back on track. He is looking like himself. He is making incredible diving plays in the outfield. Um, and he just absolutely looks like himself. He's mashing taters on national TV games. Adam Amin is calling them and having a blast. Shouts to Adam Amin. Great dude. Great baseball caller. Great just game caller in general. Love it when the Rangers get an occasional national TV game. I'm, I feel, I'm pretty sure it's their first exclusively national TV game of the season. And so just them getting one of those is is nice now that we're a little more than a third of the way through the season almost halfway through the season you know it feels like about time the rangers had like one national tv game but you know they're a bad team it's fine i get it but maybe maybe more than than one every 78 games would be nice it's fine i get it but like also come on come on 
But yeah, Joey Gallo absolutely looked like himself. The Rangers swept. Their offense was just magnificent. They poured in nine runs on Friday against the Royals. And uh, let's see, on Saturday, poured in eight runs. And on Sunday, you know, a little less offensive output. They only put up four runs, but they limited the Royals to one. Um, Saturday was really the most dominant game, an 8-0 shutout by the Rangers. The entire lineup looked really good. Nate Lowe didn't have a hit, but he had three walks in that game, multi-hit game from Adolis Garcia, multi-hit game, multi-home run game from Joey on Saturday. Um, just really good all-around game, except for Willie Calhoun getting hit in the arm and uh, breaking his forearm. That That's pretty much the only bad thing that happened that day. Um, extra eight hits from Jose Trevino, Brock Holt. The entire lineup was really just pitching in. And the starting pitching, Kyle Gibson, was incredible. Absolutely incredible. One of his best starts of the season this year. Seven innings, just two hits, just one walk, no runs, 10 strikeouts. That is the most he has had in his career here with the Rangers. The bullpen did not let down either. Um, a couple of walks from Brett Martin, but he was still salty. He was able to get around those bad boys. Ian Kennedy comes on, closes the game out. Rangers win 8 to nothing. Just absolutely shattered these Royals in this game and shattered them in this series. Um, really, really fun series for the Rangers. Um, just a nice, encouraging series after a month of June that's been just mostly trash. Mo- mostly trash, not entirely trash. There's been some good moments, um, but yeah, mostly trash. But it's nice to have this. It's nice to have a big Rangers win. Um, take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the Friday and Sunday games in this series and why I was very encouraged by the starting pitching in both of them right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, you guys know about Built Bar. Do I even have to say anything about Built Bar at this point? It's just so delicious, so nutritious, so just perfect. Just absolutely as perfect a protein bar as you could ever hope for. That's Built Bar. They're just so delicious. There's nine amazing flavors. You know, there's also the limited time ones that are also really stinking good as well. You know, not only are they just absolutely delicious, they're really great for you as well. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar. They are just delicious, nutritious, and I don't know, not at all suspicious. There we go. There's my rhyming word for it. But if you want to get in on all this goodness, go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Now, let's look at the Friday game, the one the Rangers won 9-4 over the Royals. Um, things looked very good in that game. And Nate Lowe is another guy who is really starting to look like he is on the come up. A three-hit game in this one, then a three-walk game in the next game um, in this series. Then finally, he finished off with just a one-hit game on Sunday. So it, it, it's fine. It's fine. His OPS is up to 765. Um, it was down right around the 700 market. He has been really bringing it up um, as of late. Um, he has been slugging in his last seven games, 625 with an on-base of 483. Um, his last 15 games, he's got an on-base of 419. Also, in his last seven, he's got one home run and hitting 375. He looks much improved. He's a little bit more aggressive. Um, and I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive. He's got a little bit of the no more Mazar complex in that he is so passive that sometimes he's a little too passive. And he's he's got he's got a big swing. He's got a lot of power in him. He's got a lot of pop. But 
I'd like to see him, you know, use it a little bit more often. I like that he's patient. I think that's good. I think it's going to obviously bode well for his on-base percentage. Um, right now on the season, he's got an on-base of 359 um, and 43 walks on the season. That's solid. That's real solid. I like that. But I'd like to see his slugging percentage get over 406. That's where it is currently. I'd like to see it above 450. Ideally, I'd like it to be around 500. That'd be awesome. That'd be really awesome. If he could end the season with an OPS over 850 or around 900, that's about what you want from your first baseman. And um, him being a little bit more aggressive, I think might help that as well. Um, The starting pitching in this Friday night extravaganza was done by Mr. Dane Dunning, kind of a piggyback start, if you will. Uh, Only three pitchers pitched in this one and Patton only pitched for one out. Um, But still a really solid outing from both of these two. Dane Dunning has been kind of in a little bit of a rut as of late, went five innings, allowed two runs, um, just two walks um, and struck out only four. But, you know, it was, it was solid enough. The Rangers offense was able to just absolutely get to Mike Miner, poured nine runs on him. All nine of their runs were against Mark, Mike Miner in the first five innings. Uh, the Royals bullpen was able to kind of stimmy the Rangers offense in the last four innings of this one, or um, should I say three innings because the Rangers were leading going into the ninth inning. So they need to walk this one off. But um, John King had also a solid second ish second piggyback guy start um, went nearly four innings, just one out shy of that gave up a couple of runs, struck out three, didn't walk anybody. So I like to see that his ERA is a little bit on the climb as of late as he's being asked to pitch more innings, but that's just kind of what happens. You can be a dominant relief guy. And when guys don't see you multiple times in the same game, it is much easier to, be dominant against them fighting those guys off for a second and third time that's where it starts to get tricky but i think john king has the stuff to do that he has four pitches four legitimate pitches um that he could be a starter it's just taking time to stretch him back out again he's just been used to throwing a limited number of pitches and so he's been able to go harder on those pitches and so it's just kind of a a gradual thing i think the piggyback starting idea is is good for him and i think doing it with dane dunning who's a guy who they're trying to limit his pitch count as of late, um, I think, and you know, actually really the whole season, Dane Dunning did throw 85 pitches in those five innings in this one. John King threw 55. So I, th- I think that's a good combination. You also get the lefty versus righty. So if they stack their lineup with one or the other guys who struggle against the other kind of handed pitcher, then that could bode well for the second guy who comes in and for the Rangers later on especially if the first guy doesn't go nearly as long as they would like him to. Dunning's been around four to five innings and most of his starts um, the last month or so. I don't think he's gone six innings yet. If he has, it's only been a couple of times. Um, Mostly he has been four, five, four, five innings. Um, Yeah, his last three starts, four innings, four innings, and five innings against Kansas City. Right now he has uh, 70 innings on the year in 15 starts. I'm not exactly sure about the math on that. I think it's a little under five innings per start. Yeah, because five innings per start would be 75 innings. So therefore, look at us. Look at us doing math, or me doing math, I should say. Still pretty solid year of him so far. He's around a, He's got a 463 ERA in those 70 innings so far. Um, does have 75 strikeouts, so a little more. He's still, he's still keeping that strikeout rate a little higher than I thought he would, which bodes well for him. Um, I like to see that he is still just 26. So the Rangers want to make sure to keep him healthy, keep him wealthy and wise. Um, Well, not wealthy yet, but you know, he'll, he'll get there eventually. Um, 
but the real person who I wanted to talk about the most, the starting pitching that outing that surprised me and impressed me the most. I mean, Kyle Gibson was his normal Kyle Gibsonness, which was great and fun and exciting. And I'm, I may have liked that the most, but this one was definitely the most surprising Jordan Lyles legitimately good outing. Very good. Sincere. The most sincere props to Jordan Lyles. Seven innings for him, just one earned run. Only struck out four in this one, but that's okay because he didn't walk a single soul. Seven innings and one earned run. That is excellent. Absolutely more than I thought he could give this team. Um, the Rangers offense wasn't quite bringing it as hard in this game as they did in the other ones. They dropped three runs in the first inning and thought, okay, that should be enough. And you know what? I was a little little skeptical. Jordan Lyles on the mound, I thought, okay. You know, you didn't really need all those runs when you had Kyle Gibson, who was going to throw seven in, seven shutout innings. You didn't really need that. You might want to save some of those for the Sunday game. No, no, no. Rangers said, no. We got our three. That's more than enough. And you know what? It was. The one earned run was the only earned run or run at all the Rangers would give up in this game. Spencer Patton came in, had a hold. Um, and Ian Kennedy came in for the save, his 13th of the season, a pair of strikeouts in that one. Um, Spencer Patton right now has a 113 ERA on the season. Ian Kennedy has a 239 ERA on the season. And the Rangers were solid. They were real solid in this one. Um, they got another home run from Joey Gallo's 16th of the season in the first inning. Adoles Garcia had his second triple of the season um, off of young singer, the, young, the youngster who looks, I swear he looks like he's 12. Um, but he is not. He is 24 years old. He is a guy who is a former first-round pick, number 18 overall back in 2018. Um, so really, he hasn't been in the minor leagues that long. He kind of sped through the system, but you, that's what you expect from an SEC um, college pitcher. He was drafted out of Florida, um, made his major league debut back last year in July of 2020, really sped through that system. Um, but he was a guy who, who did fine, did fine enough, but um, he was outdueled by Jordan Lyles. And that's not something that I said a lot this season because it's not something that's happened a lot this season, but uh, I have to give props where props are due. Jordan Lyles did well in this one, did incredibly well. And uh, he has been trending in a positive direction. I've been a little skeptical about it, but I think he is really on the upswing. Is he ever going to be a guy who's going to be an all-star ace, whatever? No, that, that's fine. The Rangers don't, they aren't a good team right now. They don't need him to be that. They need him to be, a solid number four or five. And you know, those guys will go out there and they'll, they'll throw some clunkers. That's what fours and fives do. They have some really bad games. They have some really good ones too, but most of all, they get down, they get you innings. That is what the Rangers need most from him. his last start. He threw six innings and in this one, he threw seven. He only threw four and a third against Houston, but He's given the Rangers a lot of innings so far this season, 84 and a third innings. I believe that is second on the team behind Kyle Gibson. Let me double check. He might actually be Pascal Gibson. Nope, he is not. Um, he is second on the team with 84 and a third innings. Kyle Gibson is first with 90 innings. Um, but he's been solid. He's been solid. He has saved the Rangers from having to call up some starters from the minor leagues who aren't ready and exposing them to big league hitters before they are ready thus messing up their development and he's eating innings. That's, that's the whole thing they wanted this season from these guys, these veteran guys, Mike Fultinevich, um, Jordan Lyles, Kohei Arihara, Hyunjun Young. That, that's who, that's what they wanted from these guys. They just wanted some innings. 
And so far, he's been able to give them more than any of those guys. Mike Fulton Davis is able to go 80 innings. Kohei only has uh, 28 and two-thirds innings this season. I don't know if he'll be back this season. It's it's looking a little unlikely. Um, but he's burning through some innings. He's saving some arms. That is his job. That is what he is paid to do, and he is doing it. So I have to give a shout-out to him. Congrats to you, Jordan Lyles. You are looking, you're looking solid. You're doing what the Rangers paid you to do. Is it spectacular? No, but you know, sometimes things that aren't spectacular are still really good. Isaiah Kinderflub is not a guy who people thought was spectacular. He is, but um, he isn't doing it in the way that people would have liked. And uh, he is doing exactly what the Rangers wanted him to do, just like Jordan Lyles is. So shouts to you, Jordan Lyles, eating those innings, keeping those young Rangers arms in the minor leagues where they belong until such time as they are ready. Props to you. This is a good start. And hopefully he can pile on some more like it. Just save those Rangers arms. If you give up some clunkers, whatever, it's fine. It's a rebuilding year. Those things happen. But sincere props to you, Jordan Lyles, and to Rangers starters for this whole weekend. Really good weekend all around. Good offense, good defense, good starting pitching, good relief pitching. Just a very fun sweep of a weekend now is is this next series going to go that well i I, don't don't worry about that who cares rangers have a day off today on monday then they go to oakland for three games tuesday through thursday then they head to seattle for the following weekend um but what matters most get out there vote for dos garcia let him be an all-star starter like he deserves to be he is so close but he needs your help rangers fans Go and vote for Adolis Garcia. Let him go live his dreams, be an MLB All-Star in his first full Major League season, and heck, maybe even compete in the Home Run Derby. I want this to happen. Major League Baseball, make this happen, and you fans need to help make this happen because you can't do it without your help. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rangers. I'll be back tomorrow looking a little bit at ahead at who the Rangers might trade this next month or so. Yeah, the trade deadline is coming up much faster than expected. Um, Just what to expect and what to look for from these guys who are a little younger and who I think is going to be a part of this Rangers core moving forward, therefore, and who else is going to go. So that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Rangers. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball.